At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Ozark. Today we are talking about Season 4, Episode 11, Pound of Flesh and Still Kicking. Well, we found out, I think, with some of what this is, was in reference to mm-hmm. a little bit. We were kind of speculating a little bit. He was definitely still kicking. <laughs> still kicking. Can't keep a good man down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wow. This was an intense episode. What did you think of this week's episode? I know I've got a lot of thoughts. I felt like it was very tense. After the episode was over, my husband said, hey, nobody died. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, yeah, that's that is true. It's a revelation in this show. Mm -hmm. I was just going to say, I didn't realize uh, I I had to look it up today. I was like, "Okay, we're covering episode 11. How many more are left? Uh, Because I I hate fishing too much and looking. But I thought, well, I can just look it up. How many episodes? We only have three more. I know. As we were talking off mic it was really hard not to plow through the rest of them because i was i think i it was late at night and i was feeling really awake and i was like i could just plow through all three of these episodes and not think anything about it oh i know it's it's really tough i'm ready i'm well and just really because i've managed so far but i'm still kind of scared of being spoiled Mm -hmm. because i know pretty much the rest of the world (laughs) besides us have finished it so yep I'm so worried about looking anything up or, or, or anything to do with the show. Mm-hmm. This one was a, a, a really good episode. I didn't know it was possible, but I think my hatred of Wendy Bird has really amplified a lot. Wasn't sure that was possible. <laughs> yes. but I have a lot about Wendy in this episode. I think we're going to have... It's turning into the Wendy show and it not the really good is. Wendy. Not, not our good Wendy here. It's the bad Wendy Bird is what a lot of our conversations are so focused on. Yeah, I feel like I've been a little bit of a Wendy apologist and defender. (laughs) And this episode, I was like, if I think if she died, I'd cheer. Like she was so bad. It's getting really bad. Unbelievable. So yeah, I, I, I know we've got a lot a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and jump into it because I know that we we could just see, sit here and keep talking about it. We're going to just mm-hmm. start going into our points anyway. So um, I think I went first the last time. Do you want to go first this week? Yes, I, I feel like all my notes are just character studies. 
Okay, yeah. Like, usually I try I to pick out themes or events or something like that, but it just seems to be so character-driven. And personally, I love those kind of shows mm-hmm. because we are so into these characters, what they're going to do, what their endings are going to be like. It makes sense. And I think this show has done an amazing job with character development, and that's oh, yeah. why we're all so obsessed with the characters, good, bad, or uh, neutral. We we really care about them and are interested to see what happens next. Mm-hmm. I will just talk about Rachel, who I didn't anticipate coming back to the show. I didn't either, but I had always wondered if she would, because she's still out there. Mm-hmm. That was a kind of a cool surprise yeah and it took me a minute to remember where we had left her because it's been a while since i've watched those scenes yeah Um, me too i thought the scenes between her and tuck were really sweet Mm -hmm. we don't get a lot of sweetness or lightness in the show so it was really nice to see that the way she went after marty on the phone because he didn't look after tuck she was really after Marty, and you could see he didn't—he didn't know what to say. He just kept saying, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I know. I think he kind of knew he dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a little busy getting tortured down in Mexico, and you know, got people to kill, a cartel to run. Yeah. What are you gonna do? I thought it was really nice to see her here. And I really liked that. But at the same time, as the episode progressed and it was obvious that she was going to have a bigger role, I felt like, Rachel, get back on that plane and go back to Florida to your python men. Yeah. But she has gotten sucked back into the Ozarks and I'm worried for her. I am too. And she's one of my points too, but I'm, I'll just add to what you said with my top note. I thought it was good to see her again because I feel like it's time now that we're coming to the end of the series. It's time to bring back some of these characters that were in seasons one or two, kind of in the beginning. You know, we, we, there's still people alive out there and damn it, we just can't have that in Ozark. You know, we got. <laughs> We've got to have more people to kill off. So let's start bringing everyone back. But I'm glad because, you know, I really enjoyed having her in the show. So I'm glad that they did decide to bring her back. But I feel it's not going to end well for her. She should have, like you said, just said, nope, I'm back on the first flight out of here. But, you know, we talk a lot about and we and we do it on Better Call Saul, too. So there's so many parallels between both, both of these shows because there's a lot of similarities there. But we've talked about it in this show the decisions that people make and the choices that they make. You know, how bad do we feel about some of the characters when they are informed about the situation that they're getting into and they're still making that decision to stay in it? Is she fully informed? Maybe she doesn't know everything, Um, but she now knows that they're involved with the cartel and that this, right, it's pretty damn sketchy and she's deciding to go ahead and move forward with it anyway. And I'm like... Yeah, I feel like anybody that decides to lay in bed with the cartel, it hasn't fared well for them. That's why I really, you know, of course, feel for the birds and, you know, the outcome uh, or possible outcome for them. And even their kids, you know, the kids have gotten swept in it, too. So I don't know. 
I hate to see anything bad happen to Rachel, but at the same time, I'm like, well, you're going in with your eyes open. Yeah. So if something bad happens to you, then I don't know how much sympathy I'm going to have for you. You know, she she looked pretty horrified when she was hearing all of those things. And she's like, what the hell? You know, I just thought I was coming in here to, you know, make some money and, you know, kind of come back to the place I know. And plus, she's friends with Ruth. And it's, it's taken how many years for, for us to get through four seasons? It feels like it's longer, but the, the birds have really only been in the Ozarks for like a year or two, right? Like a year, maybe? It feels longer. I mean, the kids, it's been four or five years in real life. So the kids certainly look much older. I know. Well, especially Jonah. I mean, he <laughs> was seemed so small. There was a couple time jumps between seasons. Maybe. I'd say at least two years. Yeah, I don't know if I've thoroughly looked at the timeline for, for Ozark, so th- th- that's fair. So I don't know how long. I, I, we know Rachel left, what was it, season two? Mm-hmm. What what kind of irked me a little bit in, in this episode was she is bawling out Marty, like for not watching over Tuck. And did he drop the ball? Yeah. But where has she been? How, it, like, this is the first mm-hmm. time that she's connected with Tuck? Since she's been gone to check right. in on him. She could have called. Yeah. Right. Why Why has she not called before now and checked in on him? Like, you know, even once a week, once every couple of weeks, once a month. I don't know, something to, to check in on him and to find this out beforehand. Um, instead, she leaves it to now when she's actually physically present, not just calling on the phone or communicating that way. She has to physically visit him, and that's the only contact that she's had with him. And now she's finding out that Marty hasn't been keeping up on his promise to take care of him. And then that's what dis- makes her decide to, okay, well, now I'm in it. Fuck the birds. We're going full force, and I'm going to do whatever I can to help sway this in my favor and also help Ruth. At the same time, it seemed a little bit of a ploy just to kind of move that plot along and to get Ruth in position. So I, I was like, well... That's maybe a little weak because I feel like she probably could have. That doesn't quite make sense to me that it took till now for her to f- check in with him. And that's what she decides to get her revenge, decide to stay in the game. But it's fine. Yeah. And I think she seemed homesick. Yeah. She was easily talked into staying. Yep. yep. And I, th- I thought I'm sure part of it is talk. And him talking about them going fishing, and it was really mm-hmm. sweet. She seemed to get sucked in pretty easily. She wanted a reason to stay. Yeah, I think you have a point there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. My number four goes along with what we talked about with Rachel, mm-hmm. was Ruth. You can see Ruth is getting a little bit of the taste of the good life coming on a plane. I think it looked like she was in first class. And she seemed to be coming a bit back to life because we've seen a really grief-stricken, sad, morose Ruth up until now. Yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, and I, I think what she has kind of settled on as a goal was being more legitimate than she had been. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to grow opium and poppies. She doesn't want to deal with that anymore. Which I think is a smart move. I think it's a smart, yeah, smart move. (laughs) Yeah. She wants to hold the power legally. I loved the song she was listening to. I wasn't able to find it. Again, I'm afraid to Google anything with Ozarks. But I really liked the song. It was a a lot about female empowerment. Oh, nice. So I really liked that that she was listening to on the airplane. 
And Rachel asks Ruth why she's trying to buy the casino. And she says, either I do this or I go back in that trailer and I never come out. Mm. And I was wondering what you thought that meant, what she meant by that. I had speculated that if she stayed on the path that she was, she, cause she well, we've seen how she's really spiraled since Wyatt was murdered. I think she's afraid she might end her life. I, I couldn't decide if I thought she was saying she was going to go in the trailer and kill herself or if she was saying she would never rise in her station above that trailer. I Yeah, that's a good point, too. You can definitely, I think, take that both ways. Because mm-hmm. I had thought of that, too. I, I thought, well, maybe it does mean, it, maybe it's more of a metaphor. Not really, like, physically going in the trailer, never coming out. More like, like you said, never never, never being more than just what the Langmores are knowing, known for. Just kind of low-level criminals, you know, that everyone just looks at them and doesn't, they're, that's just a Langmore, you know, that, and, and they just are always in trouble and just don't have the greatest reputations. We know that she's wanted more. She's wanted more for herself. She wanted more for Wyatt. She wanted more for three and, and to better their lives. And I think that she thinks this is her move. I, I think that's probably more accurate. What you're saying is this is a way for her to, she knows that she's on her own. She doesn't have Wyatt that she can help pull and, and get him in a better, better way. Um, in life so she's going to do it for herself I think maybe she's finally kind of coming out of that I mean she's found a purpose but I did worry really for Ruth for a while that she was like going into this like depression and she was really Mm -hmm. spiraling so if this is something uh, that pulls her out of that I'm I'm happy to have our Ruth back yeah and I really liked Rachel coming into Ruth's life right now Mm -hmm. it seemed like just when she needed someone I loved that they finally figured out that Ruth was the heir to Darlene's property, which I think we put together right away. I, well, I think you, I'm giving you the credit for that. I think you, yeah. you called that out and uh, that I, was I really think good. I probably, yeah. my husband probably was like, hey. So I really liked all of that. And I felt like Ruth had lost a lot of her anger. Mm-hmm. You can still see she's sad. Just when Mel comes in and and says something about the cookie jar, (laughs) Um, Ben's cookie jar, like you can see she's still sad. And when she was talking about Ben, you could see she was emotional about it. But she seemed to just have lost her anger. Even with Wendy, she just seemed to have accepted things. Yeah. So I'm glad because I did feel like she was self-destructing. Yeah, I I worried for her because she had two really big things there that happened in in these last several episodes. And that was Wyatt's murder. And then she killed. Oh, shit. I forgot his name. But, you know, that's. Bobby, thank you. That changes you. You know, Ruth is has always been strong. But she's she I mean, she's never killed anyone. She's not I mean, she's she's a she's a criminal, but she's laundering money. She, you know, mm-hmm. she would thieve and things like that. Not that any of that's good. But when you're talking, you know, as far as crime, you know, being a thief and, you know, laundering money is 
kind of a lower scale than just murdering people like Javi and people in the cartel are doing. It's something to, not that I can speak from experience, when you take a person's life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just not who she was. She was not like Javi or is it, is it, is, gosh, what's the, um, I'm, I suck at names. Nelson. Nelson. Thank you. You know, it has been yeah, a long week and I can't tell you how much my brain <laughs> is fried right now. It's legit. I'm, I'm on the struggle bus uh, today. I'm telling you. Um, but yes, thank you. You know, that dude, he's just a career hitman, right? It's nothing for him just Mm -hmm. to pull a trigger and off someone, but that's not who Ruth is. So that act really impacted her and changed her, you know, on top of while she's grieving for Wyatt, which obviously had a massive impact on her too. So I'm, I'm glad that she's, you know, kind of coming, coming out, out again. She's getting that spunk Yes. You know, back that she in that sass that she's that she's Mm. known for and that we love about her. She had the best line in this episode. She said, the last time I spoke to a lawyer, she waterboarded me. I mean, it was great. She She says all these things just matter of factly. Like, did did you kill the cartel guy? Yeah, he's the one who killed Wyatt. She just says it flat out says it i mean i i feel like ruth is a really great liar we've seen her be a really great liar like to the sheriff and and other people when she needs to be but she she you never know have you don't ever have to wonder where you stand with ruth Mm -hmm. no filter and she just tells it like it is and i just i love her dearly for it um that she can that she can do that yeah she's always got the greatest lines um of any of any episode marty usually has some really good ones but definitely ruth hands down still still scared for her mm-hmm. all right what's your number four? Oh boy uh wendy's dad kind of a, a short point a little bit but i think we're starting to kind of see a different side of him i've gotten a bit of creepy vibes off of him and we found out you know in another episode that sounds like he used to abuse Wendy uh, when she was, you know, living at home and a reason why she wanted to to run away. I mean, was it was it me or did anyone else get the vibe that when he walked into the hotel room and his girlfriend was sitting in there that he was going to beat the shit out of her? I mean, <laughs> I thought so, too. <laughs> I, I did. I was waiting. Yeah. Yes, I definitely got that vibe because I was like, He's just going to go off. You could see he was really like bottled up and something was going to yeah. happen. He definitely looked like he was holding it in. And I was scared for her. Yeah. He's, I don't mm-hmm. think, a, a pleasant man at all. I think you can kind of see that the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, from mm-hmm. Nathan to Wendy. I think that's where she learned, you know, how you have this mask, you know, that, that covers the swamp water underneath from him. Because he's definitely portraying himself as one person to family, to his church, I'm sure. But I think we got to see some of that real Nathan there in the hotel room after mm-hmm. she walked out. You know, you know, people like that, that put forth a different front. And you only know that real person when they're at home and no one else is around. And his girlfriend is a super simple person. Right. And there's a reason why he would be with somebody like that. Yes. He's with somebody like that because he's probably got absolute control of the relationship. Mm -hmm. She's in all of him. But you take somebody like Wendy, who is wicked smart, among other things. Yeah. And that's a huge challenge to Nathan. Here's a woman 
who he obviously has no respect for women. You can just tell. Yeah. And here's a woman that, you know, is his equal in brain power and also has his number and knows everything about him and knows all his little dirty secrets. Oh, yeah. She is just giving it to him. And Nathan cannot stand that. No. No. When he said to Wendy, like, because when he's, you know, because he, he, he'll defend Ben to the end, but he has, like, nothing left for Wendy. And, I mean, he even tells her what was his line, because you're harder to love or you make it harder, harder to love. I mean, I, damn. I, wrote, I thought I wrote it down what he said. It was pretty awful. It, it was pretty you're, awful for someone. You were a lot less easy to love. That's way better. Yeah. Way better said than, than what I... I could never say that. Even if I to, f- was angry and felt maybe that was true, I would just, you just don't injure your children. You can't ever take that back. No. People just don't sometimes understand the full impact that words have. As kids, we were always taught, you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's so untrue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> words do hurt. They they do make an impact. Certain words can't. I mean, some things you can kind of roll off, you know, certainly not that everything, you know, is absorbed and taken in some things you can let roll off. But there are some sometimes some certain things and sometimes being said by certain people is, is also what makes a difference um, that just really make an impact. And I w- wish people could sometimes not people as in everyone, but certain people who don't seem to understand that impact did did understand that that things that you say can can really hurt people. I can't imagine ever saying that, you know, to, to my child. You know, even if I've been angry at my daughter, you know, and, and I don't like what in the moment, maybe something that she's done or even something that she said, because kids can be assholes sometimes. If you've ever had a child in middle school, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. even if I don't like you so much in the moment, I still love you, you know, and I'm, you know, and I, and I would never ever say something like that to her. And I can't imagine to really anyone. So, you know, but at the same time, I feel at least Wendy's reaction in that moment when her father said it, she, you know, I think she was hardened. I don't know. It might have made an impact to her. But in that moment, her reaction seemed to be, oh, well, yeah, you're probably right. You know, she just kind of you know, had this look like, yeah, okay. Or maybe she's just hardened to it because of that friction that they have. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're just never going to have a good relationship. It is what it is with them. So I think that she's just kind of like, whatever, whatever you say, can't hurt me. Um, or doesn't. And and I think that's true. Like Nathan is trying to convince maybe himself, if not her and others that he was a good father. Yeah. And he wants something from Wendy. And I I don't know what it is. Maybe he doesn't even know what it is. But Wendy doesn't want anything from him. Mm -mm. And I don't think there's anything he could say that would hurt Wendy. Like, whatever happened, she put that behind her a long time ago and has survived without him. I wrote in my notes that I hated Wendy this episode more Mm -hmm. than any other episode, really. But... I despise Nathan more and watching Nathan and Wendy together makes me have empathy for Wendy because it's obvious that her and Ben had childhood trauma at the hands of Nathan. Right. And he will not acknowledge it. You can see he walks into his girlfriend and he says, 
She still plays it like everything's my fault. He's trying to prove something to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And that just makes me sad. Like, at the, at a, at the minimum, obviously, you've had a rocky road. And if you truly want a relationship with her, then you should be trying to move on. Right. But I don't think he wants a relationship. He just wants to prove her wrong or something. I don't, he wants to hurt her. I think he does still, I think he does want to hurt her. Yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have the full scope of, I mean, I think we've got enough, but I mean, we don't know everything as far as what, what that whole relationship was. He seemed to enjoy dishing it out to her. I don't know if he abused Ben in the same way or if it was just Wendy and if, well, if I think ben, Wendy was the oldest so she probably was supposed to keep everything in line and she probably got the brunt of it I, I would think. I would say you're right she probably got the brunt of it because she was the oldest and I think if there was ever any time that he would have maybe went after Ben she would have intervened and been like you take it out on me instead um, and tried to protect Ben Ben having grown up in that environment even if you're not actually physically abused it sounds like there was still maybe some emotional abuse there's a psychological abuse there's even just being a witness to abuse to your sibling even if it's not inflicted on you still having to be in a in a home like that can be traumatic i wrote in my notes pious hypocritical self-servicing asshole so i must have felt pretty strongly about it (laughs) i think you copied my notes (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. And I feel that his digging and digging and digging, I mean, that exact thing is what got Ben into trouble. And I I don't know. I feel like if if he doesn't stop, something is going to happen to him like something happened to Ben. You know, he he can't leave it alone. And I don't know. And maybe Wendy telling him. A little bit of the truth there. I mean, not really a whole lot, but enough of like, yep, we stopped here and, you know, and then it, I don't know, she kind of changes the story at that point, which of course she, I mean, you know, like she's going to tell her dad what really happened, right? I mean, obviously. Um, so she's right. got to come up with something. Um, I don't know if that's going to be enough to back him off or not, but I mean, if he doesn't stop, that's exactly where it's going to, going to go. The, the same route, Wendy tried so hard to get Ben to stop, you know, digging and asking questions. And, and we know how that that turned out. So and especially now at this critical time that they're in, you know, we talked a couple episodes back about how just like if anything could go wrong, it ever, you know, everything was going wrong uh, for Marty and Wendy. And, and it's like they have all these balls in the air that they're trying to juggle and keep afloat. And just adding this whole Nathan situation and trying to dig in and what happened to Ben is just everything's in such a delicate balance where they're trying to to get out of the situation that they're in and him adding muddying up the waters doesn't help. I agree. Oy, that dude. He's such a good actor, though. Oh, yeah, he is doing such a good job. Yeah. And he usually plays a good guy. I know, I know. He's so usually it's a nice good, to see. Yeah, good straight lace, yeah. good guy kind of character. And so, yeah, it's good to see him because I've, I've enjoyed his work for a long, long time. I've always been a fan. So it's good to, and I'm sure probably fun for him, you know, to yeah. get to play uh, someone, you know, who's maybe not so nice. So that was my point. That was my number three as well. So, oh, can, excellent. Yeah, excellent. you can go for your number three. 
All right. Gosh, you know, I don't even have them in order. We're just going <laughs> to jump around a little bit. I want to talk about, I know we have so much about Wendy to talk about. So mine, I, I want to. can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's, it's going to be a Wendy show. Because um, yep. I feel like so much of, of everything that's happening is because of what she's been doing. And fucking we'll, Wendy. Fucking Wendy. So one one thing that I want to um, this specific point that I want to talk about with Wendy because I feel like there's so there's going to be more there's just going to be more at least she's going to be parts of more of my points anyway. Marty comes back from Mexico, which I was like, wow i I don't know that I expected him to come back so soon. So I thought me neither. I thought the same thing. It was abrupt. I thought, oh, God, is he going to come back? Uh, mm-hmm. I was really, I was like, oh, my God, Marty's never going to, don't go to Mexico, Marty. You're never going to come back, I think is what I, I was saying. at least be another episode or two. I, I thought so, so too. So that surprised me. It yeah. did me too. I was like, oh, shit, he's home. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever go back there again. Not that things got any better when he got home by any means. But he gets home. He thinks he's on to, like, he's putting the pieces together and he talks to Wendy because he's feeling so guilty about, you know, what he had to do in Mexico, having to act as like the lead of the cartel. He had to kill a guy uh, and and get this false confession. Um, He knows that he's killed an innocent man. And I say innocent kind of like with quotes. I mean, I know this dude worked in the cartel. He was, you know, not a great guy and he was skimming off the top. And would Omar probably have killed him on his own just for that infraction? Probably. Um, But it was Marty that had to do it. And he's feeling this guilt. And Wendy's reaction was fascinating. I, I did not expect it, but it really is kind of an open door, a little bit of a window, if you will, into Wendy. Her reaction, suggesting to Marty, this wasn't your fault. You, you were only doing what Omar would have done. Yes. That because like Marty wasn't as guilty or culpable because he was stepping into someone else's shoes. That's how Wendy sleeps at night. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is how she's able to run this whole operation that they have going on without considering herself a a criminal. Like she, she, it's like she's dressing up in a costume to get the job done. And then when she takes it off, she's not guilty. And it's like, it's how she sleeps at night. How did that make you feel about Wendy? Well, this was just one of the things in this episode that made me hate her even more. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I, I was just like, oh, this is how you deal with it. Like all of these things, it's okay because you're just doing what you need to do to get to the next step and to the next step. And then you just, you can just sleep. And you it's almost like reality happens. And then she paints it over with what she needs it to be or what she wants it to be or Mm -hmm. what she can sleep with at night. And then that's what it is. You know, no, no, that's not. It's this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like she doesn't accept responsibility for a lot of what she does. And she can just really excuse the worst behavior if it gets her what she wants or gets them what they want or what they need, it's it's okay. And I'm just like, I'm just, I remember watching it going, oh my God, she's, 
she's a sociopath, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know that it took me this long to really figure it out, but I'm just like, oh my God. It did not make Marty feel any better at all. I think he was kind of really taken aback by like, oh my God, <laughs> it's not okay. I don't know how he can keep going because he can't count on anything with her. Uh-uh. Every time he walks through the door, he has no idea what's going to happen and what she's going to do. And that has to, in in their sit- situation, which is so precarious, that has to feel crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I give her credit because God knows she has squeezed out of so many crazy situations and a lot of it was because of her because she hung everything out there to do stuff and she's not afraid and she doesn't blink she keeps going Mm -hmm. and so i give her credit for that because i'm not sure they'd be where they are without wendy but at the same time i can't imagine what that feels like to live with that and not know what's going to come out of her mouth or what action she's going to do. And also, she lies to him all the time. Yes. I think she has seemed a little bit more honest this episode with him. But you can't trust her. Oh, my God, no. No. And you're fighting this war together, but there's this big, loose cannon out there that you have no control over. No. No, and I have more. Uh, yeah, I've got a lot more to elaborate on that, but it's another point. So, but I, I, I okay. wanted to, and I'm sure that we will talk about it, and it might be one of your points, and I'll join in. But like I said, we're going to pick apart, or I'm, I plan on picking apart a lot of a lot mm-hmm. of different pieces in here. But that was one specific moment that I was just like, I just remember being completely flabbergasted. So I thought I'm calling that out because that to me seems very key into Wendy and how she's able mm-hmm. to keep doing what they're doing and how you can see the difference in how it phases her versus how it phases Marty and how the two are so different in that way. She was definitely one of my points. She was just so over the top in this episode. I I really tried to see the good in her. (laughs) And I still did this episode. (laughs) I know to feel empathy for her. These were just some of the crazy things she said and did. At th- this is her speaking to Charlotte. At this level, the cartel is basically just a bunch of glorified pencil pushers. And speaking to Marty about Marty killing Arturo, Navarro killed that man. It wasn't you. Banging on the table when Marty and Rachel are, tra- are begin to make small talk. <laughs> oh, my so God. She's, that was hilarious. She doesn't have an ounce of, like, courtesy or nicety left in her. She's got no time for that. Mm-mm. She's like, fuck no. About Omar, she said, we need him in our control. When Marty walks into his living room and finds Wendy drinking wine with Camilla, like, what the hell? I, I was like, what the hell, Wendy? I almost fell on the freaking floor. <laughs> <laughs> I and I knew it as soon as I saw I think Nelson. it was Nelson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just knew it. I knew it. She said it's the smartest play. She said we just need to use her and we will. And then her reaction to Ruth and Rachel was just bitter and vengeful and didn't make any good logical sense. She will expose everybody to Camilla and all the risk that comes with that rather than deal with Ruth. 
she promises Camilla to take her to see Omar. And then the worst thing is when it's all over and she's in the car with Marty, she says, Camilla trusts us. We'll still be in control. And then she says, I did this for you. So you wouldn't have to go down there again. I could have just, I, I, I'm like, you could see something was building in Marty at that point, And I really thought he was going to smack her in the head. And I was kind of <laughs> hoping he did. <laughs> I was like, he's just going to reach over and just smash her head against the window. <laughs> yes. Started laughing. And I shouldn't be laughing at violence, but, um, but no, it's, it's, no, but it's a fictional fic- show. Fictional We're not show. wishing violence on real people. Yeah, but uh, in this case... But if I could, like, Wendy would be first on my list. I at least push out the damn car, car door and take off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did think that, similar to what you were describing... And it's funny, because on second watch, some of these things click home, yeah. and not on first yeah. watch. So on second watch, I did feel like that scene of her... Sort of comforting Marty, but in so many ways, I think really she was comforting herself. I did sort of see Wendy's humanity in that. And um, she was talking to Marty about killing Arturo. And she said, we focus on what we can control moving forward. It's the only way forward. And I think Wendy really is frozen inside and she isn't allowing herself to feel anything. Yeah. It's the task at hand. No matter what, step A, step B, step C, step D, it did make me feel sorry for her. She has been surviving in this way of just moving forward and not taking anything in, not seeing the impact her actions have on others, the impact on her children. Mm -hmm. And she's not really had the time to grieve for Ben. And so in that moment, I did feel empathy for Wendy, and it makes me happy that I can still feel <laughs> empathy for her. You might be the lone person there, Wendy. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. maybe. I'm, I'm trying. You got to remember, I love Cersei, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, yes, I get it. I get it. I, I, mm-hmm. I yeah, just a little bit fan, fan of Cersei, too. So, shit. Yeah, I get it. What's going on in that head has to be not. Yeah, I wish we had a an honest representation because I feel like I don't mm-hmm. know if any of it really phases her. Right. And she just doesn't think ahead. She looks for that quick fix to get them through this next, you know, we've got a problem and she doesn't. She's like, I just need to think of how to patch this up really quickly to get us to that next step. She's not looking at it long term, like how that's going to affect long term. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll just get us here. And then she'll just she'll she'll worry about it when we get there. She'll worry about it later and and mm-hmm. on to the next fix. It, it's always these quick little fixes with her. That, and she does all of this damage along the way because she doesn't think of the actual outcome. She's just thinking of of getting you know, solve this one problem and it doesn't, she doesn't look at that long-term picture of Mm -hmm. of what that, you know, what that decision of hers or choice that she makes um, is. It's always just get us here, get us over this hump, get us over this hump. And I think it's really getting to Marty. Oh, I can't imagine what that's like. The pressure that he's under and he's usually not always, 
but he's usually honest with her and he's usually including her in the plan. Right. And she's not doing those things. Not at all. At some point, you would cut your losses and say, I'm going to end up dead if I continue with this person. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, they are sticking together. It's perplexing to me, honestly, at this point. Um, I don't get it. Well, while we're talking about Wendy and all of her uh, amazing business decisions and how she never consults Marty, uh, and especially in this episode, doesn't seem to tell him anything, she brings Camilla into the fold, befriends Camilla, and actually gets her in to see Omar. She totally blindsided Marty by all of this, one by inviting Camilla and, and meeting with her, meeting with Claire, and then wanting to get her in to see, to see Omar. She just kind of puts it out there. Well, how about we let Camilla take control in, in Mexico? That way you don't have to go go back down there. Because, you know, hey, Marty, you, it, it was so terrible for you. You know, right? You, let's not put you through that again. But, and I know Marty, oh my God, just the look on his face when he's, they're there in the prison. And his, his, the look on his face, like, I, I didn't need to hear him say anything. The look on his face said it all. He's just like, mm-hmm. his eyes are kind of wide and his eyebrows are up and he's just quiet. And I know, I know without him saying a word what he's thinking. And it's like, oh, my God, it's the dumbest thing. Camilla is way too risky. And of course, he can't say it, right? Right? I mean, Omar's sitting right there. That's his sister. He has no mm-hmm. clue. He wants to tell Omar, like, hey, I think Camilla is the one responsible for the attack on you. We got to talk about this. So, I mean, doesn't putting her in control just make the birds expendable to Camilla? If she gets control, mm-hmm. she's got the connection with Shaw. She, she's got the five-year deal. Why does she need Wendy? Right. If you put Camilla... Right, and Shaw would love to dump Wendy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So if you put Camilla in in charge of the cartel, she's going to off her brother and then Wendy and Marty and the rest of them the next day. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Wendy can't see this just makes me lose my mind. She just sees what she wants to see. Yeah. I had so many problems with, with, like I said, this was an episode, like I've already, my level for Wendy and my extreme dislike of her <laughs> was just like maxed out. Um, I was right there yeah. with Marty, just like, what the hell are you thinking? Why she thinks that she's going to be able to control Camilla or that Camilla's going to be on their side or that they're going to be able to control Omar. I just, I don't understand how she thinks that this is going to work in their favor like she thinks she can befriend and have like camilla likes her and that wendy's useful she she got what she wanted from her she got the shaw deal five years she's gonna get that money got someone to take the drugs why does she need her anymore she doesn't right and i'm telling you what i think i'm a little bit more scared of camilla than what i am of omar she was great. She just had this very quiet, deadly power. And yes. it was it played really well. She didn't raise her voice once. Mm-mm. But yet she's she's deadly sounding. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm more scared right now of Camilla mm-hmm. uh, than than what I would. And Omar intimidated the hell out of me, like when he went off on Wendy in the prison, mm-hmm. uh, and he because he's always been kind of level and you know didn't really yell or raise his voice. I mean, he had this quiet intimidation for sure. Mm-hmm. You could definitely feel the power emanating from him. Uh, but man, when he was like, you know, I'm gonna kill you, Wendy Bar, I was like, oh shit, that dude is scary. Camilla. In her, in her quiet, reserved manner, uh-uh. She's got something mm-hmm. cooking. And, man, she's lost a son. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't underestimate her. I feel that that would be a huge, huge mistake <laughs> to underestimate yeah. that woman. So, Camilla, I think watch out for her. I think this is going to be r- what really propels things hugely in the next couple of episodes. I loved her meeting with Shaw. I, I thought she was so good in that. She was like, mm, no. Mm-mm. And then she said, that's the last thing my son ever told, ever spoke to me about. And Shaw was like, yeah, this isn't going to go my way. Uh-uh. And, and, Great. And boy, Wendy, how she brokers this whole deal. Mm-hmm. Where's your respect? This is the, the sister of a cartel leader. Yep. Camille understands that this is a family business, just like hers is. And I mean, holy shit. <laughs> a little bit of a difference there, I think. <laughs> yeah. Medical or pharmaceutical company versus a, a cartel. <laughs> yep. Although it's getting to be not much different. It's, yeah, yep. Claire has definitely gotten her hands dirty. Yeah, yeah. So. Getting dirtier by the moment. Sure is. Yeah, her choices, choices got her there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was my next point was was Camilla and of course Wendy's you know underhanded ways of getting Camilla in this role. Mm-hmm. My number one point is about Marty. Oh yeah, let's do it. Mm-hmm. So I had thought that Marty had suspected Camilla all along, but based on this episode, it seems like. From his reaction, he didn't suspect her until this episode mm-hmm. when they kind of put all the pieces together that she was responsible for the hit on Omar. I thought it was very interesting that the FBI floated the idea that Marty could just take over the cartel. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we didn't really get to see what Marty really thought about that. I mean, obviously, he's trying to stay contained and quiet and not let on to the FBI of how he feels about anything, but I can't imagine he would want that. I I wouldn't think so. He was really on edge in this episode. He was pretty stony and non-reactive through most of the episode. Even with Wendy sabotaging all of his efforts, he remains pretty calm and emotionless. Mm -hmm. He opens up a bit to Charlotte which was just sad to me, oh that my whole God. conversation. So freaking sad. I was crying. And Charlotte says, maybe you and mom should go see that marriage counselor again. <laughs> and, and that just, I just, that was so. A little too late. <laughs> and Marty says, uh, she retired. She's no longer an option. <laughs> retired permanently. <laughs> yeah. And finally, Marty just blows like Mount Vesuvius, uh, resulting in a road rage brawl where he beats the shit out of some random guy. I think he really wanted to beat Wendy, and this guy 
who was the stand-in, has to be pulled off this guy. He's still, like, kicking him. We really haven't seen much violence from Marty. No. Like, personal, up-close violence. And he was just lost in it. You could see they, they had to pull him off of him. He was still kicking this guy. And then finally, he just walks away. I'm not sure where he was going. He was definitely not going in the direction of Wendy or his car. He was just leaving. And one of the things he said to the guy was, I make a single phone call and have you killed. And the guy was like, what? And you can just see where Marty's headspace is. It's not good. No, and that was, you know, when we were talking about wanting to continue watching after this, and that was like, I want to see where Marty's at Yeah. after this, because, again, only three episodes somehow to wrap wrap the rest of this up, and, and I've never seen Marty blow up like this. I've been waiting four seasons for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was honestly, you know, I mean, Wendy bitched in like the first episode like you're so disconnected and you just you're so emotionless and you never show any emotion well by damn if she did not get it in this episode Mm -hmm. and some of it was in defense of her because the guy was also yeah went after her he went after her yeah and And was calling her names and marty said one more word and you know because he was calling her a bitch and yeah and i feel like this whole scene is like an analogy for how she constantly puts him into these freaking situations that are just so over the top. Ending with him having this meltdown was absolutely perfect. And the dialogue when they're in the car was so perfect. You know, she's just nagging away at him. Yes. You know, he turns the radio up and she's like, <laughs> oh, that's just that's just great. So mature. Then she's mad at him because of that. They're stuck in traffic. Or you shouldn't have taken this way. Uh, it's his fault. Mm-hmm. And that's what he, and that's what he tells um, Charlotte. He's like, everything's my fault. And I always feel like I'm the asshole. And that's exactly what she was doing here in the car. The, the dialogue and the scene in the car is a representation of four freaking seasons of what Wendy has been doing. Everything Marty does is not good enough. You got us stuck in traffic. You took the wrong turn. Now here we are. He's like, where the hell am I supposed to go? Where am I supposed to mm-hmm. go? And it's just so perfect, this anal- you know, analogy for their relationship. And his meltdown was completely spot on because he's had enough. And I am here for pissed off Marty Bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am here for it. I, I thought... Here we are. And I don't know what that means going forward. I don't know what it means. It was funny to watch because the construction workers are like the audience. <laughs> it's like us, the audience of like, whoa. <laughs> I thought it was a great scene. And I mean, honestly, long time coming. Way overdue. Because I don't know how Marty has managed to keep it all together. And I know he's totally just at edge at every time he tries to get them in a better position or he's taking the risk. Wendy is doing all of these back end deals and going around him and not keeping him informed. How the hell is he supposed to, you know, help be in on any plans in what Wendy's doing if she doesn't tell him, you know, anything? I mean, how can he deal? He can't count on anything from her. I mean, she's making some very unpredictable and scary choices that affect all of them. This isn't just Wendy's mm-hmm. world. Marty's there, right. her children 
are there and her like making this decision like i think marty's like super scared of camilla i think he is like really really concerned about her and and what she might do and that she is very dangerous and the fact that wendy just brings her in and does all of these things without consulting him and talking it out that way he can put in his two cents and be like whoa we gotta you know let's pump the brakes talk about this um and she just moves forward without him I I just I can't imagine she's not treating like they have a partnership at all because she right. just completely goes off without him on these tangents and it's scary and unpredictable and all of their lives are at risk because of it. I agree. I <laughs> I say go for it, Marty. I I I I, <laughs> I have a feeling he might have been imagining uh, Wendy's face as he's yeah. punching that guy's light out. Yeah. But I mean that's kind of the thing. He's always. You know, Wendy gets him into these damn messes and he's having to clean it up. She kind of like with the with the road rage guy. He, there he is having to defend her right back in the same situation. Yep. So holy hell, that was intense, but so satisfying. Yeah. Go Marty. Yep. What's your next one? Um, I actually have just like one other. Well, honestly, it was just mostly about the kids. And it's just more of my notes than it is exactly a point. So if you're if you're ready to move on to notes or if you still have more points. Nope, I'm done with my points and I just have a couple notes. So you can go first. Okay. Uh, well, it was just the kids and we've talked about his moment there with Charlotte. And it makes me, he told her a lot of information, Charlotte. And, you know, we're winding down to the last couple of episodes here. And it makes me wonder now, I don't know what happens. I have not watched ahead as much as I freaking want to. I haven't. But he unloads a lot on Charlotte and provides her a lot of information. I do you think it's kind of positioning her to take over? I hope not. But they haven't done anything to dissuade her or to not get her involved in the business. She has been involved in the business and they've both, especially Wendy, treated her as a confidant. Yeah. And it's not what you're supposed to do with your children. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I mean, it's possible. I've liked Charlotte in the last two seasons. Yeah. I've, me too. I've liked where they've gone with her. She seems really mature. And she seems loyal to them, loyal to Jonah, and still wanting to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. When she gave Ruth the information on Javi. It was because she cared about Ruth and she felt like that was the right thing to do. Yeah. So I've really liked Charlotte, but that would make me so sad. It would me too. And I don't think Marty was doing any of that intentionally, like with that intent. I just think that he was giving her a lot of information. And I just wonder if somehow that might be how it all ends up or something. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. And I think I remember saying at some point that the kids would be better off with Nathan But the more time goes on, the more, I don't know, they should have sent their kids to boarding school or something. (laughs) Yes. Keep them far, far away. Yeah, because Um, I'm not sure Nathan would have been good either. Gosh, no. I mean, sometimes even abusers can be very different. Like if they've abused their children can not Mm -hmm. be that way with their grandchildren. I know Mm -hmm. that, that that's possible. But yeah, I still don't thing just with the whole church thing i wouldn't be okay with that so mm-hmm. yeah not not much of a better situation send them far far away send them to switzerland 
(laughs) beautiful Alps and a beautiful European boarding school far, far away from this whole damn mess. Y'all got the money to do it. Just, (laughs) you know. Yeah. (laughs) Which also brings me to Jonah. That moment with him and Marty was so sad. Him Mm -hmm. going in to to check in on. It was such a pure moment um, when, when Marty was having that conversation with Jonah. And it just, it really broke my heart because even though Jonah doesn't feel towards Marty like he does Wendy, I know him and Wendy just are like oil and water right now. But, you know, he can't be at home with his, which, because I think he still cares about Marty and, and wouldn't mind being with him. But because he's at home with Wendy, he can't be at home. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sad because their relationship feels a little broken. And I don't know if there's enough in three episodes to mend it. Yeah, true. Unless there's some kind of time jump or something. Yeah, yeah. Unless something, unless there's something, which there probably will be something huge. There's only three episodes. Mm-hmm. Something big is going to be happening, I'm sure. But I'm afraid it might be something big in a bad way to where they can't or don't have that time to mend. I think Marty and Wendy care about their children. They've just made such terrible choices. Yes. And they've, for their children, they've made terrible choices. Yeah. And it's all caught up to them now because their kids are older and they haven't sheltered their kids. I mean, they haven't really even attempted to shelter their kids. And so their kids are aware of what's happening and they have opinions about it. And they've probably had to mature much quicker than most kids their age because of everything they've had. Yes. Oh. Happened to them. Yeah. In such a short amount of time, you know, in their innocent world yeah. in Chicago to this time of being in the Ozarks and mm-hmm. has been um, quite a shift and an adjustment for them. They've had to take in a lot in a short amount of time and they haven't, they've had their childhood cut short, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. And it's sad. One last thing that I had, we hadn't talked yet about the symbols uh, from, from the opener. Right. Uh, so this, uh, this week, the symbols were nails, a fist, uh, an IV bag and a bicycle. And the nails, I think, was in reference to Nathan's girlfriend. She's painting her nails on the, the motel room when he when Nathan comes in. And of course, mm-hmm. we get to kind of see that real Nathan. His his moment with those shooter bottles reminded me of Wendy, um, the shooter bottle she had in the hotel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when he kneeled down, I thought he was going to kneel down to pray. But no. <laughs> I, I think it's all for show, in my opinion, but uh-huh. we'll see. Um, uh-huh. It's all about that, how he's representing yep. himself, but it's not real. Yep. The fist, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, hey, mm-hmm. had some release from Marty there. That had to be a very cathartic moment, I'm sure. The IV bag. It's Omar. From Omar, yep, who's healing up. He's awakened mm-hmm. and healing up. We haven't really talked a whole lot about Omar, but he's he's on board with the with the plan Have Camilla. But uh, only because he doesn't know she was behind his freaking assassin attack. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the bicycle symbol was also there. Jonah was on his bike whenever yep. he was there when he met Rachel after all this time, realized that she was back in town and knowing that uh, her and Ruth are joined up looking for trouble. Mm-hmm. So those were the symbols this week for this episode. That's all I got. I had two small notes. We see a very small snippet scene of Maya with Mel, the future father of all her children. (laughs) And I thought she was very uncharacteristically vengeful. It seemed out of place for her. Like, 
she was talking about how the FBI had kind of cast her aside because of what she had done with Omar's arrest. But it just all didn't make a lot of sense. Like she said, they threatened her newborn, but they didn't really do any of that. I mean, she got on that plane willingly. Yeah. And so I thought that was just a little odd. I'm sure it's set up for whatever's coming next, but I thought that scene was a little odd Mm. with the two of them. Yeah, you're right. And then the only other thing was, have you seen the movie Hancock? Was that the one with Will Smith? Yeah, so Hancock is a superhero movie with Will Smith as the superhero and Jason Bateman, who was hilarious in that Oh my god, I forgot he was in that. See, I haven't watched it since it came out. And I watched it the yeah. one time and that was it. So it's it's been a minute. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. in Ozark, when Wendy and Marty are arguing in the car, Marty says, you know, I can't go this way. I can't go this way. Do you want me to go up? I could go up. Is that what you want? <laughs> and that took me straight back to a scene in Hancock where Hancock stops this car accident by derailing this train 80 cars he derailed and messed everything up and and all the people gathered and they were all pissed off at him and he's and and they were like why didn't you push the car up you could have put the car up and i i felt like that was an easter egg there. oh that's a gr- so, great reference yeah oh that's going yeah, deep that was, too yeah i love that movie too like it's really funny and jason bateman is so good in that oh man i love jason bateman and everything mm-hmm. i've been a fan of him. well i've talked about that before so i won't go you on you gotta see this this is really funny like will smith is great and of yeah. course it's charlie's Theron. like those two are really good yeah but Jason Bateman as the straight guy in the middle of them is really funny. I have to go back. I again, I, mm-hmm. I I watched it, but it's I haven't you know seen it since it came out, and it's mm-hmm. God. That was probably a very long time ago. I couldn't even tell you when it came out. So yeah, what a damn good callback. I'll have to go back and watch it. I remember enjoying it when I watched it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just never rewatched it. I'm going to now though, just just for Jason Bateman. <laughs> yes, it's worth it. And that's it. Awesome. That, I think, was a really, really good summation mm-hmm. of this episode. Yeah, I can't wait for next episode. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's And I be have good. no news because I didn't no. dare. No. We'll have to wait till the end for all the news. We're not, we're not going there, man. It's just we, we were trying to stay unspoiled mm-hmm. if possible. But we did get some great re- listener responses. So... Let's let's jump into those. I'll I'll take the first one here. Great. So first one we have is from our friend Lindsay Schlicht. She says, Ooh, we were right. We were right, LOL. I knew it was the sister. <laughs> she and Wendy make a scary pair. That scene where they basically threaten and bully Claire is so disturbing. Pretty surprised to see Rachel back, but I always liked her character, so I'm glad. It was so nice to see Tuck too. I'd forgotten his character. Yeah, I think I did too. Um Rachel and Ruth are an interesting pair. I can get on board with this redneck Thelma and Louise. (laughs) Yes, that was great. I know this is pretty redundant, but man, am I sick of Wendy. Her bitchiness, her arrogance, the way she treats Marty. She really has just lost her mind. I just feel so terrible for Marty, especially watching that scene with him and Charlotte. The ease in which she lies, including about Ben to her dad, is downright creepy. Ozark is one of the few shows out there that make me feel dumb as fuck. I can rarely figure out what the fuck is going on. So can someone explain to me why Wendy wanted the sister heading the cartel? 
Isn't the sister trying to mess with Navarro and the birds? That was all about the money. She needed the money. Yeah, I think it was just Wendy seeing a way to get the money from Claire for the foundation. Wendy is Mm -hmm. fixated on this belief. And maybe, I don't know that I fully understand. I'm just not that smart. But she really believes that the foundation is um, their way of of legitimizing themselves. So they can get Mm -hmm. out of the cartel business. If they can build up the foundation, get what they need, then they can get out. And they're clean, as Wendy keeps saying. Yep. But that's what it was about. Is is getting that money from the foundation. How is she going to do it? It was going to get to Claire. How does she get to Claire? Bring in Camilla. And again, it's these short term, you know, yep. fixes. She doesn't think about the consequences of it. She doesn't think of the bigger picture of what this might what mean. Could go wrong. What can go wrong? <laughs> we got to fix this. I need to get Claire right. back in my corner. She was convinced. I'll get. I'll get Claire back. I'll get Claire back. And she did. And she did. But that was all that she was thinking of, getting getting Claire back right. and getting that money. She wasn't thinking ahead, which I'm she sure. She wasn't thinking they could all get assassinated. Exactly. Or that or that Camilla would no longer need her after mm-hmm. after that. She wasn't thinking of it at all. So I, I think that's I think that's what it is. Thanks, Lindsay. Don Elizabeth says, I wanted to read the comments before I watched this episode, but I won't. Who is Rachel? I totally get that. I wasn't sure at first. I have no recollection. I'm sure you will tell me. I loved seeing Marty's homecoming with his kids. I'm glad that it looks like he and his son will begin to communicate again. Wendy is still power hungry. I have been getting tired of Marty rolling over at whatever Wendy says. While it wasn't easy watching Marty beat up that guy, I think he might start making his own decisions now. I didn't think Arturo was the one who tried to kill Navarro and had an idea that it was Camilla. But now she and Wendy are joining up? What the heck? I had forgotten that Ruth had become Wyatt's guardian and is now entitled to the farm. I didn't see that coming and hope it won't be the end of Ruth. As far as Nathan trying to find Ben, I sort of wish they would skip all that as his death was so damn disturbing to all of us. Mm -hmm. That is the hardest part of the show for me. Rima, thanks for telling us that the opening scene of the O with the pictures in it spells Ozark. I have to give credit to Paik. It was Paik. <laughs> yep. And I didn't know it until last week. I didn't know until I had just come across it on something that I did see for Ozark. I didn't Google a whole lot, but I, I, I looked up the symbols. Yeah. yeah. And then someone, we know. had a listener... That after I had already, like a day or two after I found out, a listener emailed and said the same thing. And then, of course, Paik knew. Paik knew like day one. Yes, that's what course. the hell it was. And I'm like, well, God damn it. I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a ding dong. But anyway. Dawn continues. I think that's what you meant. And I never noticed that. Although I have looked at the opening every time to see what they will forecast for the show. And Wendy, I will date myself as you did by saying that I thought of Overboard when Arturo's name came up. (laughs) I think that was a fun movie. It's one I watch whenever I come across it. One last thing. It was great hearing Paik on last week's podcast. I hope he comes back before it's over. So do we. So do we. He's he's in Vegas having fun. I think today is his birthday, right? Today is Paik's birthday. Yeah. It sure is. I did put up a little post on the Strange Indeed Facebook page so everyone can wish him a, a happy birthday and, and to have a great time yeah. on, on his trip. We we love our peak. Yep. 
All right. Next feedback we have is from Alex Baelish, our good friend Alex. Can't wait. I saw Julia Ruth was promoting on Jimmy Fallon. She is just amazing. It's not a spoiler at all. It's just fun to see her process of playing a character. And I hadn't seen it because I was afraid of spoilers, but now I will go take a look at that. Awesome. Thanks for that. Ginger Martinez says, sorry, guys, I posted a comment two episodes ago for the wrong one. I hope I didn't spoil any of it. I think I'll hold my tongue until the (laughs) finale. Enjoying your discussions along the way. If you did, I don't think I noticed. So maybe we didn't get it. I won't go back and look. We'll have to look for that one. Maybe maybe when we get to the last one. So Mm -hmm. we know we can't be spoiled anymore. But thank you. Thank you, Ginger, for being aware and cognizant of that. I know it's so difficult, y'all, because we're behind and everyone's seen it. And and Mm -hmm. it's so hard. That's why I don't watch ahead. I know yeah. I've had a couple of people question me like, do you really not watch ahead? And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't unsee. I can't not know yeah. what's in and that episode. Yeah. I remember Handmaid's Tale was so hard not to watch ahead. And we had yeah. gotten. You got like the first three episodes or something. We got like, no, we got like the first eight. Oh, shit. So we had them when no one else had them. Oh, and that no. was really hard because no. we got them for screeners. No, see, no, I, I don't, I don't trust myself. I because I get so excited when I'm talking about mm-hmm. something that I, 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 if I know more information, yeah. I'm going to get so excited and I'm not going to be thinking about keep your damn mouth shut. Um, <laughs> that it's just going to come right out. I know me, yeah. and I. That's why I cannot watch ahead. I know. I'm not. I wouldn't. I know. I wouldn't do that. So I, I, I everything would intermingle. And I don't want to be colored by the mm-hmm. the future episodes because I know it's going to color how I feel about this episode. And I can't not talk about it. And mm-hmm. if there are people that do stick with us and do watch week by week, well, then that spoils it for them. And I don't want to do right. that. So, right. yeah, Rima can't keep her big mouth shut <laughs> for the important stuff. I can't. But... <laughs> anyway. <laughs> but I get so damn excited. I get nerd- nerded out. It just bleh get word vomit thank you guys so much i love to see um like i said i know because everyone is is far ahead of us and have has finished it so it's great to see the engagement so thank you everyone mm-hmm. for for writing in C- keep it coming we've only got three more episodes i know we're in for a hell of a ride these last three so can't wait to um hear what you guys have to say about it so thank you keep it coming well, until then, we are excited for you to follow us to the Ozarks. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange TCast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger TCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. And leave a review for Strange Indeed at Apple Podcasts. So we know Alex and Liz are covering From, which is on Epics. Definitely on my list. It's Um, on my list. I haven't gotten past the first episode yet. Yeah, I want to watch. And I will. But holy crap, I am balls deep in Better Call Saul and my Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Stranger Um, Things. That's Rewatch. which, That's getting ready to drop, right? Like another 10 days? 
Oh, uh, the 27th, next Friday. Yeah. Next Friday. So yeah, yeah, um, that, that will be coming up next for us. We're going to continue wrapping up here, um, for Ozark. So we'll, we'll, you know, three more episodes to go, but then we're going to jump into Stranger Things at the same time. So we'll kind of have two things going for that. Stay tuned for that. I mentioned Better Call Saul. That is on Podcastica. It's, there is a separate podcast for that, Better Call Saul Cast. So it is its own podcast. If that's all that you want to listen to, there's a specific po- podcast for that. Go like and subscribe to that. Or you can find it under the House Podcastica feed, as always, if you enjoy all of the House Podcastica shows. And you really should because there's so many great, great things mm-hmm. under the Podcastica umbrella. So check out podcastica.com. A lot of great stuff. And a lot of great stuff that's coming up. I can't even remember everything. I know Obi-Wan is also coming up around the same. It's releasing the same day as Stranger Things next Friday. Is and it? I know. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh I'm my so excited. Gosh. Yeah, they that pushed it back. really good. I'm so freaking excited for Obi-Wan. Yeah. I cannot contain my excitement. I am yeah. super thrilled. And I believe Jason and I think our friend Jonathan from the other side of the world are going to be covering that one. I just listened to an old Walking Dead cast episode they did, mm-hmm. and I think it was with Jonathan. It was Game of Thrones deaths. Were uh, you on that too? I think I was. Yeah. And I, I don't I know how I missed it, because you know I'm everything Game of Thrones. Hell and yeah. I, was, I haven't finished it either, but I was just looking back, looking for something to listen to, and I saw that, and I was like, how did I miss that? I think it was off-season. It was great, too. Yeah, yeah it was one of the was, off-season yeah. that, you know, we yeah. were just having some fun. No, that was awesome. Yeah. So, and he was great. Oh, he's he's a natural, yeah. absolute natural. Yeah. So I think that's going to be fantastic because he's he's a big fan. And of course, got a, got an amazing voice and accent to boot. So they're going to be covering that coming up. That releases next week as well. And that's week to week, right? It sh- I think it is. It's on Disney Plus and they seem yeah. to be releasing them. Let me backtrack. It is week to week. However, because they... Obi-Wan was supposed to come out on May 25th. They pushed it like a month or two ago to May 27th. But they were like, oh, well, we know we're making you wait like an extra two days, but we're giving you the first two episodes. So I think we get, yeah, I think we're getting the first two episodes, but they don't always do that. It is week to week. So Hmm. sounds like we get those first two episodes and then week to week. So I'm excited about that. I am going to die. I mean, I'm, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a huge Ewan McGregor fan. Oh, yeah. I'm obviously a huge Star Wars nerd, and I'm so happy to see Hayden Christensen back as yeah. as Anakin I'm, and I'm Vader. I'm very interested to see what that all looks like. Yeah. So a lot of great things coming. And that's not all. That's the short list, y'all. Um, that's a short list. There's a lot of great content coming out. Just keep checking out Podcastica, going on the website and looking at all the content because there's a lot of, of great things. In fact, we're also spread thin. <laughs> Right now, trying to cover all these shows. I know. House so. of the Dragon starts in August. It's a really good time to be a nerd right now. I'm just... Oh, yeah. I'm really just feeling myself with all this great stuff. So, anyway, be sure to check all of it out. We've got a lot of great things coming, and we'd love to hear what you think about all of those things. And as I mentioned, we're still keeping up with our coverage of Ozark. Next week, we will discuss Ozark Season 4, Episode 12, Trouble the water. Mm. I don't know what that title could mean, but I don't know. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Wendy. And Barbie Allen is strange indeed. 
Hi, Barbie. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.